Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello and welcome to another episode of Box Trick. I'm your host, Matt Brady. Joining me, as always, is Thomas the Motas Davis and Alan Thomas. And today, we are going to be doing a quick little overview of a few hidden gems on the original Xbox. What many people like to call the actual Xbox One, you know, even though now that there's the X-Bone or whatever people call it these days. So I guess we'll call yes. it the, the OG, the OG Xbox. The OG <laughs> Xbox. So we've got about five games we're going to look at. And uh, Thomas, I'll toss it over to you first for one of your games. Sure. So I guess the first game I'm going to go ahead and talk about is actually a fairly early game on the Xbox. This would be Breakdown. Uh, Breakdown was definitely a hidden gem. It wasn't... It was an entirely first-person game. Like yeah. Everything in it was first-person. The platforming was first person, the, the fighting was first person, and then that's the great thing. It was actually a first person uh, shooter and fighter. Yeah. Even the vomiting was in first person in this game. <laughs> but it was this really sort of weird kind of post humanity story. Yeah. So essentially, it takes place all in this, this strange kind of Japanese. I guess Area 51 bio research lab thing, mm-hmm. where you start, you you wake up amnesia, um, you start developing these powers, as uh, I don't remember the, the the story definition for it, but plot device happens and you start earning really cool powers like the ability to punch really really hard, throw like Hadouken fireballs, um, the ability to jump kick people in the face, and entirely first person it got a little bit disorienting doing this but it was still really really cool and like i everything was more interaction based too so you couldn't like run over ammo and health packs to, to pick them up you'd actually have to look down and grab them yeah there was a there was a button specifically for reaching out your arm and swiping them off the floor and you really did just swipe them you just, and I and I would say like um, you know just if you if you go like look at the gameplay footage of this this might be the best looking game on the original Xbox. It's like it, I mean for the for I mean for the original Xbox it's like the graphics are pretty outstanding. Oh yeah, and and it's like it's not without its flaws. There were a lot of bugs, a lot of AI issues, but it was pretty just it was interesting just to see that sort of experiment with first person. Yeah, because there wasn't a lot of games that did 
pure first person in that sort of way. Yeah, it's kind of like, um, I, I would say, I mean, it's not necessarily a precursor to Mirror's Edge, but when you think of like Mirror's Edge to give it like a reference point and how it's like it's first person done differently, it's kind of similar in that manner. Yeah, in that they try as much as possible to keep the player in the game rather than remove it for cutscenes and things like that. Yeah. All right, um, Alan, we will move over to you for one of your games. Uh, so for the Xbox, I chose Sudeki. Uh, Sudeki eventually got released on computer as well. They came out on Xbox first. It was sort of it was sort of a fable style game, like an action RPG. Uh, you go through several different characters. I think there's four total that you end up recruiting, and each has a slightly different combat style. And you can just switch between which one you want to play as, and while you're not playing as them, they don't generally do much, so you can kind of just kind of have this whatever style fits best with you. So it, it gives pretty much every player like something that they can enjoy. So it did really well in that fashion. Um, as far as <laughs> like graphics, it was decent for Xbox era. The voice acting was pretty awful yeah uh so you gotta you gotta sit through a good amount of subtitles that are terrible there's a a good amount of like fetching like you go find special items to get like your most powerful weapons yeah um and it's an i mean it's a decent story for for what the xbox had this is definitely a game that not a lot of people saw that was fun, and it kind of got overshadowed heavily by Fable, as it was a similar type game. Yeah, I mean, really, I mean, there's not that many RPGs on the Xbox. There's like Night, there's both Knights of the Old Republic games, and then I mean, I would, and then uh, Jade Empire. And other than that, I mean, I can't think of any actual like turn-based JR or like JRPGs or anything like that that's really on the Xbox. I think it's almost all action adventure. So, yeah, there was one or two D and D games and that was yeah yeah. even then those were like hack and slashes weren't they yeah and there was i mean anything there was like there's a few like gauntlet games but again i mean that's kind of more like action action yeah those those are more like like well they were gauntlet games they weren't right yeah but i'm looking at screenshots of it now the graphics actually look they look pretty good for original xbox yeah they were decent and and there was different i mean uh the the sorceress that you get, she kind of shoots from a first-person mode, uh-huh. whereas the fighter fights in third-person. So you go through different, uh, you know, combat styles depending on which character you care to play as. Yeah. Yeah. It, so it's, uh, oh, sorry. Fun game. Oh, it was made by um, the company that the the developer that made it, Climax Studio, was later turned into BlackRock Studio. And they are the same people that made all of the like MotoGP games and um, Split Second, which is one of my favorite racing games on the Xbox. A very good racing game. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Well, uh, moving on to one of my games. Uh, one of my games that I'm going to talk about first is it's not necessarily a hidden gem on the Xbox. It was kind of like a flagship title, but it kind of just got so. It, I think it originally was supposed to be its its main title. And that's Crimson Skies. I think that was kind of the Xbox's like original plan to be. It's like one of its main franchises. And then, of course, Halo came out and kind of you know tossed that game to the wayside. But Crimson Skies is set in a uh, kind of like one of those rebranded World War II, like post World War II ideas, kind of similar to if you've ever played like Red Alert, where it's like a different timeline. Um, it's not necessarily steampunk, 
but I mean that's kind of like a good reference point for an idea. But it plays similar to, I would say, in a way, Ace Combat, but more specifically, I'm trying to think of a very, of a very similar game. I guess, I guess, kind of Ace Combat, but much slower. And the game's about, I think, about like six to seven levels long. But each level is like a new little open world, and you fly around and you collect ships. And the game has like really, really good voice acting. And it's also just a lot of fun. It's not very difficult, but it, it's just like it's really ac- and it's really action oriented. And the story is just good enough to like really want you to keep playing the game. And there is a prequel to this game, which is uh, just PC only. But sadly, there has never been another entry into the series. But um, it is definitely a fun game, and it looks really good. Another another well looking game for the original Xbox. And a little trivia note, which is something always funny. If you look up the game and you look at the main character, his name is uh oh man, now it's crap. Now I'm forgetting his name. But it's <laughs> it's it is like Nathan something. I can't remember. But if you look at him, he looks just like Nathan Drake from Uncharted and this game came out like years before it's kind of interesting and kind of funny if you go look at the main character uh, he really is that sort of kind of uh, oh renegade hero yeah I mean he looks like, like I mean he looks both, both he looks Nathan Drake like and him. him look yeah they look exactly like that archetype yeah yeah so, but it's yeah you're right it is pretty interesting to see it just like oh he looks yeah. a lot like that other hero yeah Nathan Zachary is his name. Yeah, that's he, right. Yeah. yeah, and he looks just like Nathan Drake. It's so funny, but yeah, and but one of the really cool things is this was one of those games for the original Xbox that had like the system link, the like sixteen like player system link, as well as online multiplayer. And the online multiplayer is so well, it's, it's not fun anymore, but it was a lot of fun when it when it when it, <laughs> when it existed, just because it's like. It's kind of like the 3D Star Fox. I think like when you're playing Star Fox 64 and you get into that 3D mode where you have you can fly around a little bit, but you know it's kind of limited. But it is definitely a great game, and I'm sure you can find it for like two bucks now. So definitely worth checking out. All right. Well, uh, I think Thomas has one more game for us. I do, and this is this is actually a pretty famous hidden gem. Um, This is a game that criminally never got the widespread well not acclaim but i would say deployment that it honestly deserved this is odd world stranger's wrath uh this was a first person shooter made into the odd world universe so abe's exodus abe's odyssey munch all those games are also part of this world it's really kind of like it's an interesting take on the western genre of games and there there have been a few already on the xbox gun um Kalawara's, yeah and now Oddworld stranger's wrath which kind of came out of left field and unfortunately didn't really have the marketing that it honestly should have and i think a couple other games came out at the same time as it that kind of overshadowed it yeah it came out in 2005 and that was almost right when the the, the xbox 360 was like yeah, that was that was pretty much the end of, of the Xbox development cycle. Yeah, um, but it was really cool because you, you had a, like a crossbow that could fire two different ammo types at once. You had you had the ability to stun or kill enemies, and if you stun them, you could capture them. They earn more money. Um, there was stealth mechanics that actually worked fairly well. Um, 
couple new, like a couple melee uh, upgradable melees, and a really, really interesting story. Yeah, that that took you from bounty hunt. Like it, it was essentially the the quintessential, uh, like a old west cowboy bounty hunter. Yeah, story where like the bounty hunter is going through capturing people and then you find out the bounty hunter has a good reason for doing this and or well, has a reason for doing this yeah. and then kind of has his change of heart that sort of thing it's, it's a really good game it's yeah. really well written and it's a shame that it just never got the attention it deserved however there have been re-releases they're notably on the pc the ps3 and I believe there's yeah there's even been an Android and oh, iOS cool. port yeah so not all is lost. Nice. I feel crazy because I think I'm like the only person who never really liked the Odd World. I've I've unfortunately never played them. I but I so well I was gonna say Odd World has been really hit and miss for a lot of people. So you're not alone in that. I mean, I really enjoyed the series, but I've been playing it since PC, and, and I got hooked on it yeah. pretty early. Wasn't the, but... I, well, there was a game for the PS1. I remember that. I think they came out both on PC and they, PS1. They, okay. they, yeah, they did. Yeah, And it was like a 2D platformer? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Where it was kind of like a sort of a slower-paced Lemmings okay. that also punished you for fucking up pretty harshly. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But... I don't know. I really enjoyed them, but yeah, they were definitely not. They were definitely that kind of game where you either love it or you don't. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely worth checking out, especially for collectors of the original Xbox. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, moving on, I have one final game for this little overview, and that is a game that also came out on GameCube at the same time, although uh, the Xbox version is the, the definitive version, uh, yeah, apparently. And that is um, Batman Begins. I know that instantly people are going to think, wow, that sounds terrible. But, you know, as, as often movie games are pretty terrible. But Batman Begins, for the original Xbox, the best way to describe it is, like, it's almost like the Arkham series. Like, it plays pretty similar. And when you think about Batman games in general, especially games that were coming out during that console generation, I mean, there was, like, all of these, like, animated series ones, which were pretty terrible. Um, the game plays... It plays a lot, like... It's a lot slower than Arkham. So it's almost kind of like Splinter Cell, in a way. Like, that, I think that's kind of a good game to um, reference it to. It's pretty easy. It's not a very difficult game at all. But it kind of uses um if you've played the lord of the rings games that came out during that generation like um the two towers and stuff like that that were like they were on like gamecube pc or playstation um it's one of those games where it uses like the actual cutscenes from the movie and then like switches into um the gameplay and the game actually came out like the day before the movie so a lot of people like bought it so they could like see some of the some of the movie but it's it's not a re really long game but it has, like, some replayability because you unlock stuff when you beat the game. You unlock, like, costumes and stuff. And it also adds in missions that obviously didn't take place during the movie. Um, like, you do a lot of his training. Um, if you haven't seen the movie here, there might be some spoilers. Uh, <laughs> but so you do, like, some of Bruce Wayne's training when he was training with, like, the League of Shadows, with, like, Liam Neeson and stuff. And I, and I think some of the actual voice actors... Um, yeah, like Christian Bale actually did his voice acting. Michael Caine, Liam Neeson. So a lot of these, so a lot of the people that were in the movie actually voiced their characters in the game, which is kind of cool. That's always a nice, that's always a nice little touch. 
Um, oh, but, yeah. Yeah, but there actually is a lot of really cool um, driving um, missions. Like, you get to drive in, like, the Tumblr or, you know, Batmobile. Kind of similar to the Batman on the Sega CD where it's that, like, third that third person driving where you're just behind it and you get to, like, launch missiles and stuff. But the whole game is definitely a lot of fun, and you can buy it for literally, like, a dollar. Like, I've seen it. I've actually, the sticker on my game is 99 cents that I bought at a used game store. And it was definitely, definitely worth the 99 cents. So <laughs> Now, the game isn't open world, is it? No, it's not open world. But okay. you it's kind of like you, you're in different areas, and all of the mm-hmm. areas are open. Like, there's one where you go to Arkham, and you can, like, I mean, you know, you can run around in the in the whole level. So it's not like it's not like really like corridor where it's like, okay, go through this corridor, beat these guys up, go through this next corridor. So there is like some open, you know, level level aspects okay. to it. And you do get to do things differently. You know, it's kind of like you can go in and just beat people up, or you can use stealth, or you can use fear, or, you know, whatever whatever you want to do. It gives you that it gives you that option of how you want to um go through the level and it's kinda of fun. It's definitely worth checking out. Cause cool. there's because there's not really, there actually just aren't really that many games for the original Xbox in general. So, like, so collecting for it is kind of difficult because almost all of those games came out on the PS2 or GameCube as well. So, yep, yep. Well, all right. Well, hey, there are some original Xbox uh, hidden gems. You know, hopefully that'll help, especially the collectors out there. And um, as always, thanks for listening. See ya.